Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. Today we're doing the third Bring a Friend Night. We've done uh, a couple Fridays in a row. Today is the third one and then we have one more Bring a Friend Night next Friday. You always have the option of taking a friend to a Swift class if you want to. So whenever you take your first Swift class for a new member, that is a free trial. If you know someone that wants to come to the gym, check it out, and they, they don't want to go by themselves, you can take them with you to a Swift class. It's a free class for them. It's a free class for you, and it's a great way to get started if you can't make these bring a friend classes. But like I said, today we've got one. It's probably too late to get signed up, but next Friday, 4.30 p.m., we have a fourth bring a friend class. Sometimes I hear people say, Oh, I was trying to bring my friend, but they were worried that it was going to be too challenging uh, going to the gym. They've probably seen some crazy video on Facebook of you lifting a ton of weight, or they've heard you talk about workouts where you almost passed out and it was 100 reps of this and 100 reps of that. They don't know exactly what we do at the gym. They don't know that we are great at easing people into exercise. My main goal is to help as many people as possible get fitter. The best way to get fitter is to be a member at the gym. So the whole intention of the Bring a Friend Night is to slowly ease people into working out, finding a healthy routine. So make sure that they know that it's going to be an easier workout. I might give you, the friend, a little bit of extra stuff to do. But the friends, the goal is for them to leave feeling like that wasn't too bad. I could have done a little bit more. We are bringing back the Clash of the Classes. This is the morning group versus the evening group. This is going to be a little bit of a different setup from what we've done before. We're going to have a three-hour window where you come in, you knock out three challenges on your own. This is going to spread out everyone across the time, which is going to make it a lot more COVID-friendly. So stay tuned for more details, but put it down in your calendar. This is February 27th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's going to be three individual challenges, and it's all going to go towards a team score. Stay tuned. These three individual events is probably gonna take you about 45 minutes to knock out based on how much you feel like you need to rest in between them. So it's not the whole three hours. That is just the time we have set aside for everyone to knock these out. So there's still gonna be some teammates in there. There's still gonna be some competition, but it's not gonna be a huge group of people at the gym and we'll still have a fun competition. Two weeks after the clash is the start of the CrossFit Games Open. This starts on March 11th. This is a huge competition. CrossFit's goal is to get 500,000 people to participate, and we're gonna try and get as many people as possible to sign up at the gym. The open is always a great time to put a little bit of extra intensity in your workouts. This is not just that I'm gonna go to the gym and work out. This is part of a big competition, and the competition is against other people. Sure, if you wanna focus on that, but mostly this is a bet against yourself. You're gonna see a PR, you're gonna see a improvement, you're gonna see a little bit of sharpening of your skills uh, the weeks leading up to the Open, the weeks um, through the Open when you train at the gym, you're gonna pay an extra attention to what you do at the gym. So this is always a great time. We always see tons of athletes um, setting PRs, uh, performing better than they usually are, and they feel very happy and proud about it, and that is why we like the Open. A few years ago when the Open first started, there was one division. So let's say the workout was uh, power snatches and double unders. For guys, the weight was 75 pounds for everyone and the double unders, uh, you either had them or you didn't have them. 
This was still a fun time. It really challenged people to step up to some new weights and learn some new skills. But they've adapted the Open since then. The last couple of years, there's been a RX division and a scale division. This year, they're adding another option to this year. There's going to be RX, there's going to be scaled, and there's going to be foundations. So if you've been doing CrossFit for um, two weeks or if you've been doing it for 10 years, there's going to be a solid workout option for you. Dave Castro always does a phenomenal job of coming up with great workouts. So if you feel like this might be too much, I can't do this, I can't do that. This is going to be very doable for you. They've got RX, they got scale, they got foundations. There's going to be a huge spread in the weights and the skill. The last event I'm going to plug is the next Goal Getters event. It's going to be on February 9th. That is a Tuesday at 6 p.m. I'm going to be the speaker at this one. This is going to be about nutrition. I'm going to go over daily examples of uh, what a day in the life should eat for a couple of people. I'm going to make up some people, but maybe you want your stats to be a part of this if you want to. Uh, here's a little bit of a treat to the podcast listeners. If you want me to make a meal plan example for you, send me a message. I just need to know uh, height, weight, age, activity level, a couple of basic facts about you. If you want to participate in this, let me know. And then one of the examples might end up being you. Sometimes I talk about, oh, you need less carbs, you need more protein, you need more this, you need more that. Um, this is not going to be about the macros. This is going to be at looking at what a random day could look like for someone that's your size uh, and activity level. So if you're interested in that, send me a message and I'll get back to you. Usually, I give a few notes about the workouts we have coming up this week with the programming, but today I'm going to talk a little bit more about a general concept about uh, building confidence with your workouts or if you're reaching for a little bit too much. I started thinking about this when I was watching the Tiger Woods documentary the other day on HBO. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. Maybe you're not a huge golf fan, but there's a sport that you play or a hobby that you have where you can feel positive momentum building up. Or you can kind of feel yourself um, swimming against the current. It's not going as smoothly as you want to. It's a little bit of a struggle. When are you the most confident? You are the most confident after winning a golf tournament, after making a birdie. You're going to be less confident after missing a cut or making a triple bogey. So in order for you to become more confident, you need success. How do you get success? You make sure that you have small wins. If you get set up to do a workout and you have 185 pounds on the bar, but you should have 135 pounds on the bar, you are not set up for success. You're going to struggle, you're going to be slow, and you're going to be time capped. That is not something that you're going to build on. It's not something that you're going to layer on. I would much rather see you be the first person to finish the class walking out feeling like, huh, that wasn't too bad. I think I can do a little bit more. That is going to build some confidence in you. That's going to build some success in you. That's going to be sustainable. That is much better than getting time capped. So whenever you do have a workout in front of you and you're thinking, oh, should I put the vest on? Should I not put the vest on? Should I use uh, 135 or 115? Nine out of 10 times, the best approach is to go down and wait a little bit, be successful, have a smooth workout, learn from it and take that on to the next workout so you keep layering and stringing good workouts together.
in the last episode, I talked about a product product review coming up. I was going to talk about Imperfect Foods and Whoop. I'm still working on the Whoop. I'm using it, but I want to give it a little bit more time before I um, let you know if I recommend it or if I don't recommend it. But I have tried Imperfect Foods enough that I'm going to give you a little breakdown on what it is and what I think it's beneficial for. Imperfect Foods is a weekly uh, delivery model. They send you groceries every week. You can choose how much stuff you want, uh, what kind of items you want included in there too. But the whole goal of Imperfect Foods is to try and waste less food. So I'm going to read off a couple of stats off their website. 40% of the food in the U.S. goes uneaten. $218 billion in food is thrown away each year. 21% of fresh water supply is used to produce wasted food. And 20 billion pounds of fresh produce go unharvested or unsold each year. So that's obviously not good. Uh, I'm not going to get into a debate about if the earth is flat or if climate change is real. But I feel like we all can agree on throwing food in the trash. Uh, that is perfectly good. Um, shouldn't happen. So they've tried to get at this by selling that food to people at a, a lower cost. The food isn't bad. It might be a shorter expiration on a few things. You might get a pear that has a little bit of a strange color to it. You might get some eggs that are a little bit off-sized. The grocery stores have very strict requirements on what they can and can't sell. And that's why a carrot that's got like an odd looking shape ends up going in the trash, uh, even though it's perfectly fine to eat. So the stuff you get, uh, it's perfectly fine to eat. It's tasty. I've been getting the organic stuff, organic stuff and it's been delicious. Um, but that's the only difference. A few things has a little bit of a weird size and color to it, uh, but nothing is bad. The price of the stuff is pretty good. I'm sure if you run around and price shop a little bit more, you can probably find the same items for less. So it's not super, super cheap, but it's definitely not expensive. My favorite thing about this is the variety. You end up getting stuck in a rut of the same meals, the same dishes. So you don't really branch out. If you don't branch out, you're not going to get all the nutrition, vitamins, and minerals that you need. You're not going to fine-tune your cooking skills. You're not going to come up with new recipes. So I kind of like getting the box sent to me. They come up with a box for you, but you can log into the account and take some stuff out if, you don't, uh, if you're allergic to it or if you hate this, whatever it is. I try and leave it as unchanged as possible unless I have um, the same item in the fridge already and I'm going to have too much of something. I've done three boxes now and these are a few things that uh, I wasn't really eating but since they kind of shipped it to us, uh, I figured out how to uh, cook it or come up with a new recipe or just get a little bit more variety. So I got some bok choy, papaya, gouda cheese, pork chop, pears, acorn squash, butternut squash. I've made some vegetable soup with a bunch of vegetables they sent. Um, I've been snacking more on carrots. Uh, I even got a new creamer that's pretty tasty and decently healthy for you. Fish, avocado, blood orange. A lot of these things I weren't buying on my own. But since it just got shipped to me, I kind of had to use it somehow. Maybe figure out a way to roast it or look up a recipe. So it forces a little bit of variety on you, which I think is good for your cooking skills and for the nutrition as well. If you take out... Uh, lots of veggies if you're uh, someone that says I don't eat this I don't eat that I don't touch that uh, you're missing out on good stuff 
Supplements are awesome, but supplements are nowhere near as effective as meat and vegetables. There's tons of cofactors in there that we can uh, control, account for, and that is why Whole Foods is the best way to go. Like I said, you have the option of choosing, so if there's something that you really don't like or if you're allergic to it, you can take that out. If there's something that you love, you can put that in as a request that it always puts in your, uh, your box if it's available. Like I said, it's imperfect food, so they don't always have a huge amount of everything to, send, uh, to choose from, so it's gonna change week to week, which adds to that variety. I try not to change it as much as possible, and, and like I said, you can log in and you can see what they have available. If you wanna add things to your box, you can add some snacks, you can add meat, you can add dairy products. They have all kinds of good stuff on there. I go grocery shopping once a week and it's been nice getting a uh, second shipment throughout the week. That way when I go to the store, I still get the essentials. I still get to scope out some deals or something new at the store, but it's a light trip. It's a fast trip. And I know a couple of days later, uh, I get another uh, shipment of uh, stuff to eat. So it spreads out the supplies pretty easily. Courtney gets real flustered if we're low on food. It's one of the worst things that can happen in the house. So uh, this kind of evens out the supply of food a little bit more throughout the week. The quote of the week is, superstars gonna be superstars and haters gonna hate. I like this quote, it's very straightforward and it's true. It makes me think of another quote, we got two quotes this week and it's, how do you have the tallest building in town? You either focus on tearing other buildings down or building your own as tall as possible. This is what it comes down to, superstars gonna be superstars and haters gonna hate. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week and next week at the gym. It's benchmark time on Monday, 15.5. Get ready for some thrusters and calories on the rower. Have a great weekend. I'll see you at the gym.